0: Smith.
1: And I'm Jenny Smith.
0: And this is Worth Playing For. Thank you for listening to this, our first episode ever, which is very exciting and uh, a little bit nerve-wracking. It's been a while since I've started a podcast, uh, about six years in fact. So uh, for those that don't know, uh, Jen and I are Married, and we love Survivor, and that is what this podcast is about. And so, once the official season starts, uh, season 31, we'll be talking about that week to week. But before we do that, we wanted to give you guys a little bit of background about us and our connection with Survivor. So, uh, we'll start out with... um, our specific histories with the show when we started watching and and that sort of thing. And so that means I'm going to have to throw to Jen first. Uh, When did you start watching Survivor?
1: Season one. Wow. Right there from the beginning. Although I will say I'm an on and off fan. Absolutely a fan on now. However, um, you know, watched a couple of seasons, got busy with high school, let it lapse, watched a couple more in college, let it lapse, and then... um, started watching again i don't remember how many seasons ago but now mm-hmm. i'm just a a solid consistent fan
0: yeah it's a thing that uh you look forward to very uh very much as do i uh every time it comes up um so you don't remember exactly when you started watching again no okay um
1: did we live here in la
0: no you watched when we lived in chicago
1: oh i don't remember
0: mm. Yeah, it's, uh, well, okay, let me ask you this before we get into when I started watching. Um, what was it about the show that you initially liked when you started watching?
1: Well, at the beginning, I watched because reality shows were new, and this one was very intriguing to me, just watching the people and how they interacted, interacted with each other, Mm. um, and it wasn't a a trashy reality show, which I liked, and...
0: There weren't uh, there weren't a whole lot of those at the time. No. There was like the Osbournes, which was like the big one. But uh, that's true. But yeah, it, if we if only we had known.
1: I feel like people were skeptical of reality shows even before there were the trashy ones, though. So I was yeah, I know I was wary of it, and yeah. you know, but it was intriguing watching people in real life is fascinating. And but even obviously it's not real life, but yeah. Um, You know, at some point, like, Jeff Probst talks about how it's this contained, very combustible environment and people's true personalities come out. And I really was intrigued by that. I didn't love the first season, though, Hmm. um, because no one knew what they were doing. Richard was the only one playing. (laughs) yeah, um, Which was fascinating in and of itself to watch one person manipulate, you know, 19 other people. But you know that's not enough of a reason to get it to 31 seasons like it is today you know it's not right. the same show
0: yeah it's it is interesting um at the t- and we'll we'll jump to um my initial uh mm-hmm. response to it because it I'm I'm almost ashamed of it now um yeah okay so MTV had the real world Yeah, which was a bunch of people that are thrown into a house together and then they just live. Survivor... Which was
1: also kind of trashy. That's what I'm saying. It was, yes. Yeah.
0: Um, Because they had nothing else to do except be trashy. Right. By... By putting people in extreme circumstances, now they don't have to just sit around and argue about peanut butter. Now it's, hey, we need to make fire so that we can drink water like people need to do. Like it focused on necessity, but then when that started to maybe get a bit boring... There were challenges. Do
1: people argue about peanut butter in the real world? Oh, my yes. No, they be argue about peanut butter on Survivor. Everyone wants peanut butter well, that's all the, the time. Yes,
0: but if one person had it, another person ate theirs, then that's a okay, problem. Sure. And that was a real, you know, the real world, those people needed to check their privilege because if they were on Survivor. Mm. Um, but yeah, and so uh, so that is, that's a thing that as time has gone on, I have really... Um, responded to it uh the the human almost the melting pot quality to it but also the idea that if you put anybody in an extreme circumstance it is that idea of you see who they really are because it you just don't have the strength to put up that put on that mask that you do in everyday life um but of course i didn't think that at the time at the time like so many other people i looked down on reality tv i looked down on survivor um and
1: because it seems like a cheesy show now, you know, like a cheesy yeah. reality show. And
0: it's and it is, it's but it's not. There are certain musical cues and certain sound effects. And then Jeff Probst is kind of a ham. Um, but I've come to embrace that as the thing I love now.
1: I don't think it's cheesy. It doesn't translate though. You know, he's tried to do other things and it hasn't worked out. And I think he's true. just a much, very much a necessity on this show for their gameplay. And yeah, that's, that's not translatable into a talk show. Yeah. It's
0: well, yeah. Okay. I, I'm, Tangent. I'm worried that we'll get too far, but I, I will say that like, I think once Jeff Probst became executive producer, yeah. As a, po- and, and recognized that this is just who he is as a, and this is the role that he's meant to play in this world is he's going to produce and host survivor. And that's how he's going to be known. Cause he tried to do a bunch of other things for a long time. Yeah. And I think, You see some fatigue going on, but in the last, I don't know, I'd say 10 seasons, you see him get really energized. And I think maybe that happened around the same time that the show itself got energized. And it's odd that you mentioned that in season one, you had one person manipulating everybody. Right. Well, that's the exact dynamic that got me into the show in season 19. Mm hmm. Uh, so I did watch maybe three episodes of survivor, uh, from season three and I, and the only thing I remembered was that there was a guy named big Tom that I liked and he had a boil on his neck or something like that. That's the only thing I remember at all. Um, and so I stopped watching for a long time and then Jen and I, when we were married,
1: why are you talking about me in the third person?
0: I'm talking to the, to the listener. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Uh, everybody, Jen's (laughs) Jen's new to podcasting. I apologize. Uh, That's not why.
1: That's weird. Don't do it. I'm in the room.
0: Oh, sorry. Jen, you're new to podcasting. (laughs) I'm sorry to you. No,
1: back up. Like, don't (laughs) talk about me in the third person in the first place. Okay,
0: I'll try not to. Um, But uh, so when you and I were married, uh, see, I (laughs) I have to get out of podcast cadence. Um, So you would watch it. And then I wasn't that interested. And then when I started working from home, really, um, I would be working Mm. and you would be watching and we lived in a one bedroom apartment. And so I would just be working at my desk in the living room and you would be watching the show in the living room. And so I would just overhear things. So I overheard season, you know, 16, 17, 18. And occasionally I would come in and watch an episode you know, like I watched the episode in season 16 when Eric gave up his immunity. Mm. I specifically watched that with you. And though I had no concept of any of these people, I still thought, that doesn't seem like a good
1: idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's it at its basics. But if you understand the show and have been watching, that's a, like a, a holy crap kind of moment.
0: And I seem to recall, right? like, I think... Th- when we recorded, sorry, uh, when we were watching that, I had to leave early and go record with Jimmy Pardo for the first time, and he and I talked Survivor a little bit, even though I had no business talking Survivor. He still watched it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and in, in season 19, I, well, as always, you'd be watching and I would be working and overhearing things, and early on, probably se- episode two. There was just this guy that I just kept hearing, and it it was enough to make me to s- make me stop working and come over and be like, "Who is this guy?" And listeners, if you if you know Survivor and you know season nineteen, you know that who I'm talking about is Russell Hance. and he was just a, such a force of nature. He was like Richard.
1: I think we need to buy this season. 19? Yes. Why? Because it's going to go off Hulu eventually. That's true. You're going to be screwed. And listeners, if you don't, you don't know this about Tyler, but he tries desperately to convert everyone he knows into watching Survivor by having them watch season 19.
0: And you know what? In retrospect, I find myself wondering if that's the best season to start somebody It
1: absolutely is. It's a good decision.
0: I I think it's tough because I think the show works best when there's at least five or six we're going to call them characters. I recognize that there are people castaways castaways. Sure. I know that's the official term, but when there's five or six castaways, um,
1: they don't always appear at the beginning though. And so to have Russell, like hit the ground running from the beginning, at least hooks new newbies who just don't get the show yet.
0: I will say I recently with a friend, with a friend who hadn't seen survivor before. I recently started watching season 12 from the beginning. Hmm. Twelve. I don't remember got, the beginning of twelve. Well, you've got Shane immediately. Okay. Okay. Already, you've got that. Okay. You've got Seree immediately. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then if and then there are char- you know, characters. Sorry, there are characters that that we don't care for, like Courtney, and sure. she starts from the beginning.
1: Okay. Um, that's not a terrible season either. And you also, but there's nothing wrong with starting them with nineteen. Is what I'm saying.
0: I don't, I don't think so, but at the same time. <laughs> I can see it being a little intense for some people. Yeah. Um, so I just, you and I started watch just watched all of 19. And by the way, 19 ends in a way that I wasn't happy about. And there's something about that frustration of what? Are you kidding me? That just gets you want. It's like you just want to come right back yeah. and get satisfaction in the next season, which incidentally which we did. Which was didn't, great. At the end, anyway.
1: Yeah, but um, it was great because it was. You know, returning players again.
0: Yeah. And so I didn't have much history with any of the people that came back.
1: Doesn't matter though, because they have experience in history. You're not no. watching people fumbling around learning how to make fire in a shelter. Yeah. They all hit the ground running. Yeah. And that's
0: it's strategy. It, yeah. Immediately.
1: Yeah. You're like 10 episodes in yeah. day one, which is great.
0: And so, yeah, it probably the one two punch of Russell and then right. heroes and villains, right. like that's enough to keep anybody watching, even though the next few seasons are are considered some of the worst seasons in Survivor. Yeah. But it was still new to me, new enough to me that like Nicaragua wasn't that great of a season, but the next, next season here comes Boston, Robin Russell again. Awesome. That's great for me. Right. 23, you've got coach and Ozzy back. And then, so I think for somebody like me and based on what I've heard from people like, um, uh okay, so Rob has a podcast is a very successful Survivor and reality show podcast. And so Rob Sesternino, he and I were talking uh a long time ago, and he asked me, like, well, what got me what got you into Survivor? And I said, Well, probably season nineteen and Russell he said, That's what a lot got a lot of people into it. That's what got him back into it. Mm. Cause word was out that like that you've gotta see this guy. Yeah. And so I wonder if the producers themselves, obviously season twenty, they had it all worked out anyway. But I wonder if they realize, like, okay, well, it's going to be hard to top season twenty. Yeah. Uh, and so night, season twenty-one, it's going to be just fine. But we got to, since we've got new people, we got to make sure we keep them. So let's bring back Boston Rob. Let's bring back Coach and Russell and Ozzy and all that. And then, and certainly for me, by then I was just completely committed because i don't think i knew i was watching bad seasons yeah um
1: well what's interesting about that time period too is that they they didn't change it up for a while you know i mean they, they started with 12 right is the first one with xl island and you know mini idol listeners just so you know we are big fans but we are not we're we're nerds we're not geeks or we're geeks we're not nerds like, we're not going to remember every tidbit. If right. that's going to piss you off, you should just stop listening right now.
0: And I, I will say my my memory has gotten pretty good when it comes to Survivor, uh, knowing certain things, but not everything. And I also I also should say, like, we're not geeks precisely because we haven't seen every season.
1: There. Well, there are only three that we haven't seen. That's not terrible.
0: That's not terrible.
1: But we should have seen but, them according to some standards. According to some. Absolutely.
0: But, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but
1: that's kind of the time period where they changed it up, added XL Island, added immunity idol. Yeah. yeah. Cause nobody knew what to do with it that season. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like there was a long stretch of, of nothing new. And then, you know, right after 20 redemption Island, you know, they yeah thankfully aren't afraid to change it up and, and try new things and aren't afraid to get rid of stuff that doesn't work. like Yeah. Redemption like Island. redemption. Island
0: <laughs> Although they found a way to make it kind of work when they incorporated blood versus yeah. water. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, that was, a, of course, we went on a bunch of tangents there, which I'm fine with. But um, so that was sort of my history with the show. That's how so I started. People. We
1: like the people.
0: That, that to me is,
1: it, it's like. You like people watching.
0: I guess so. And one of my favorite things is that, like, because it's not necessarily a cross section of people either. It's not like people are selected. It's all people that applied to be on the show. They're applying to be on television. I think you have to have a very specific it's still a kind of personality. Cross section people. It is. But the one thing they all have in common: they all want to be on TV. I don't and think that's some people specific. understand what
1: that actually means, though.
0: No, I don't think they do.
1: So but I think I think you can get a very want. good. You know, did, did Keith apply? I don't think so. That was kind of Wes, you know?
0: But he was okay. The blood versus water does muddy, does muddy the waters a little bit with blood. Um, and so it's. uh, Yeah.
1: The other point I will say, which is a good point you reminded me of, is I just love the photography in mm-hmm. the show. It, right from the beginning, it was bright and beautiful and super colorful, very saturated, sweeping vistas. Yeah. The, the camera work is just something that I still, to this day, really, really enjoy.
0: And I think it's gotten better, and maybe because certainly there's
1: no HD, t- you know, HD.
0: Yeah, and I think honestly, probably from season one to two, and then certainly two to three, I think they got a higher budget
1: because uh, um, yeah.
0: they're bringing in insane ratings, and CBS is like, take all the money you want, just yeah. do whatever you got to do. Um, and yeah, now it's it's hard to find a, a season that doesn't. It's hard to find a season that doesn't look good. Um, And also, I tend not to care that much about the locations because after a while they kind of all look the same. I know,
1: that bugs me. I wish they would go to some more extreme places that aren't an island, that aren't a tropical sandy beach.
0: Right. I mean, the last one that I think I really enjoyed, I'm trying to think if this is true. I think so. I think the last one I really enjoyed was Gabon
1: hmm yeah
0: they're in a different place they're not on an island they yeah. there's a water source nearby but it's like a river or a lake they're not on a beach yeah. you know and the types of animals they're they're elephants we see elephants
1: that is one element though, of both africa seasons that is slightly frustrating because you they on both they arrive in a hut is already made for them because they have to have a hut yeah there's you know, safety precautions yeah. which and i'm I okay think it's with. surrounded by a fence you know um, Africa certainly was. I don't remember if Gabon had one or had one so far away that we couldn't see, but, but what have you. The, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Africa. Had, I
1: understand that that's Africa and that's why, but building a shelter is part of the drama too.
0: It is. But I, I feel like you, you know, you, you kind of that idea of like, you pick your poison, like, yes, they don't have to build a shelter, but they also are not necessarily, especially Africa. So that's season three. They're not really in a position to wash like they don't have water, even like, certainly yeah. you can't, you can't drink salt water, obviously. But at the same time, there's, I th- you're landlocked and I feel like the sun is just beating down on you. You can't even get in the water to cool off or anything like that. I feel like it's just a, it's a separate kind, it's a different kind of uh
1: But that doesn't have anything to do with hurdle. social dynamic. Like building the shelter, reveals huge holes or strong points in their social dynamic from moment one and you miss out on that when the shelter's already made for you. That's what I'm saying.
0: That's true. But in my in my opinion, like
1: you're
0: you're also depriving them of shade. Like there's no shade to be had in Africa. And then uh and there's no refreshment or relief from the heat. Like that will also push people. Yeah. Um so I you know, I think ideally yes you want them to be able to build a shelter in the ingabone you're right yeah they didn't build any shelters and Mm-mm. i think that is a bummer because that because immediately when somebody's building a shelter it's like okay we now meet we see who the leader is and it's so interesting it did to me come out
1: in food though they had canned food and such and
0: oh yes that's true in africa i yeah. do feel like they don't they certainly don't do that anymore no now it's you know. but
1: at least there was still hierarchy and yeah. tribe dynamic in play over yeah. you know one of the basic survival elements yeah. which is food instead of shelter.
0: And it is it, it's so it's it's fun but maybe in a way that that isn't completely positive to watch people implode. Yeah. And people they have a certain expectation of life and then they come out here and they bring that expectation with them. And you need to realize, you know, if you watch Survivor for long enough, you'll start to think, hey, maybe I could be on Survivor. I've fought it. You've fought it. it.
1: My, More importantly, why I could never be on yeah, Survivor. Yeah.
0: The but. answer is that I could not be on it because I there, there are so many things that I would have to shed in order to go there and do well. At or put
1: all. on. You've talked about an accent.
0: Or put on. Yeah. Don't tell anybody in, just in <laughs> case. All right. That's a, I have a social theory. That I, okay. Maybe someday. Okay. I have a social theory about a way to excel on the, on the show, but that's purely social. And there are enough elements that, uh, I would not do well with that, uh, that I don't think I'm ever going to do it. But anyway, um, but yeah, you have people who are not able to shed the life that they lived before coming into it. And so you have someone who is unwilling to only eat a small portion And everybody else is willing to. And so suddenly that person gets singled out and often quite uh, often abused. Yeah. And it's just a it's a dynamic that is at times deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, And it's it seems weird because neither you nor I really like conflict. You know, I feel like you're maybe a bit more comfortable with it. But I don't know. But I I know that I actually am. I guess not. You don't, you don't, I don't think you shy away from it as much as I do. Uh. Hey everybody, husband and wife dynamics on the podcast. (laughs) Um, but, uh, and so it seems weird to be watching, not merely a reality show where there will be conflict, but also a a competitive reality show where there needs to be conflict. Um,
1: That's like the best element because there can't be too much conflict because it turns on you. You have to be nice to the jury. That's what's so intriguing by the end.
0: But that to me, I'll say this. One of of the things that gets me about the show is that the role that conflict can play in the game as a strategy, which is there can be somebody who's very awkward and and makes everybody uncomfortable and I hate watching. And they make it all the way to the end because everybody recognizes that they'll beat them. For example... This might spoil everything a little bit. I'm sorry. Are we doing
1: spoilers?
0: Sure. I'm okay with it. I'm about to spoil something from season 22. That's many years ago at this point. But um, and I won't even say who wins, but I'll just say there's a guy named Philip who makes it all the way to the end of his first season. He does come back. He makes it all the way to the end. He is so annoying. I hate him so much. He makes everybody uncomfortable.
1: As a character. What? He is a real person who lives in LA. Yeah. So- and from
0: what I hear from, I, I know somebody who met him in real life and he was just as, he made them just as uncomfortable. Um, Cause he wouldn't stop talking is about. Is It's just surviving. unfair
1: that, that goats make it to the end?
0: I understand why they have to. A, a goat is one thing, but like when it's somebody that just, that everybody hates, including me and they all want them gone to me, like, That's a goat. It is a goat, but I always felt like if you bring that kind of goat with you to the end, I feel like people should be mad at you. It's like you, because you wanted us all to vote for you, you've now made everybody angry. Yeah, but you're the lesser
1: of two evils.
0: Yeah, I guess so.
1: That is Ciri's entire gameplay.
0: Yeah, that's true. Oh, sorry. I was just thinking about Ciri. Huge tangent. Anyway. uh,
1: Let's talk about Survivor now. Yeah, so... I feel like, you know, you've already mentioned you had a personal conversation with Rob Sesternino. I feel like we should talk a little bit about, you know, what, why we like it now, but also just hanging a lantern on a few things so that as we get into the season and things come up, our listeners understand why. Okay. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. So, all right. Obviously, we've started a podcast. It's a big part of our lives. You don't start a podcast about something that you could take or leave. Um, right. And it is, it has not replaced movies, but I think about Survivor a lot and I love watching it. And I can't, like, again, there is the social dynamic. It's fun watching these people interact. Um, one thing that has come about probably in the last uh, five years, the last 10 seasons, is that there there will be certain gimmicks to a season. And what, and it's interesting to watch. Some people will shed that gimmick the minute they can. Like, for example, brains versus bronze versus beauty Oh, okay. or yeah. uh, white collar, blue collar, no collar. Yeah. Some people it's like, oh, I'm on the white collar tribe. I don't care. Yeah. There's no I have no pride in the design in how the show has designated me. I'm just going to play my game. Other people.
1: I'd like to see the data on that. I love yeah, well, it.
0: Yes. And that's favorite cast line the, ever. That's somebody on the uh, brains tribe. And, yeah.
1: And they lose the miserable, miserably.
0: And it's just, although that season, ah, okay, sorry. Too many tangents right now. But the, um, but at the same time, like, there are people who will jump onto that, especially like in the, in the most recent season, blue collar, Mm -hmm. you would have people say like, say like, all right, this is how we blue collars do it. And just like, you know, I mean, a lot of the uh, a lot of the designations are kind of bullshit anyway um, Oh I guess we swear on the show. Sorry everybody I forgot
1: <laughs> I said crap on purpose
0: I am sorry <laughs> um, okay that we're gonna be PG that's a, uh, what I just said is allowed in a PG movie so okay sorry everybody um, and so uh, oh that derailed me I completely. It's not it's not a thing we discussed beforehand if this is gonna be a explicit yeah. or a clean show yeah um, but yeah like so much of it is ridiculous but people will cling to any number of things that will help them identify themselves in the context of the show
1: is that clinging to it or is it manipulating it
0: uh, the well in the in the, what I'm thinking about I think the person didn't have enough strategy to know how to manipulate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's a thing that he clung to. Um, so that's a thing that I find interesting um, because at this point, the show has been on so long that you get a lot of people who will be on the show and they, they clearly see themselves as like, Oh, I'm the next Boston Rob. Yeah. I'm like the next Russell. I'm like this. And so they're playing their own game. Mm-hmm. But they've also got so many other people's games in their minds. Yeah. And I feel like that's fascinating. Yeah. And it also makes I feel like the last couple of seasons have been really chaotic because I think you have so many people trying to trying to be good on TV enough that they'll be invited back.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Which can be
0: a problem. But also they're trying to win but they're trying to win in a very specific way. And it's just like,
1: and if you mix them with people who have never seen the show before, like they're still finding people who are applying that are not yeah. super fans that are not super familiar with it.
0: Yeah. And one of my favorite, but it is, it is fun when you find somebody who's a fan and they're just, and it doesn't matter what their age is. They just love it. Like, um, Moen, that's 26. um, it was, a, it was the second fans versus favorites and not all of those fans were actual fans. Yeah. But there was this woman named Sherry who was like in her forties. She was older than a lot of the people she was playing against. And then she made it to the family visit. So she and her husband were there and her husband and the two of them are taking a photo with Cochran and her husband's like, I can't believe I'm taking a photo with Cochran. Yeah. And it's like, this guy is clearly, he's like 15 years younger than you, but you're like so excited. Yeah. And I, and moments like that are a lot of fun. I yeah. think. Yeah um
1: i think that we to just bring it back a little have hit that fandom a little bit in our own lives as well we have personal relationships with previous survivors
0: yes which is an odd thing yes yeah in, in season 29 yes. uh an, a childhood friend of yours who we still
1: my best friend reed yeah. and his boyfriend now fiance josh yeah were on the show so i have you know a close personal relationship with them and as and as a result of that have met other survivors in right. person as well completely separate from that you know rob
0: yeah the podcasting community is very small and um and i have i, I approached uh, a while ago i approached rob Sesternino as he was uh expanding his empire mm-hmm. uh to incorporate movies which is a thing that he doesn't do so much anymore but um i approached him about reviewing movies on his uh <clears throat> for his podcast, which I did for about six months. And then they moved away from it, which is, which is fine. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's very strange to go back and then watch season six, which is what the season that Rob was on first uh, and just realize, oh yeah, this, this is a real, all of these people are real people with real lives and who they are in the game. It's probably a version of who they are in life. Yeah. And so it's this weird combination of, the elements will strip a person of the falsehood. But because they're playing a strategic game, they will layer on other elements. And so it's just this constant uh, right. balancing act.
1: And because we live in LA, we had the opportunity to do um, the roast to attend that yes. and meet other survivors and yeah. attend the season 29 finale. Yeah. So we've met, more as a function of that. And just seeing that hybrid between real life and, and being a castaway is very odd and definitely has informed, I think us watching now.
0: Yeah. And in some case in, in both positive and negative ways for me, just cause like, it's hard to view this the way that you always did when you see some of the stuff behind the scenes. Um, but it's all, it is also very interesting as well. So, um, So yeah, it's a big part of our lives. It's one of my favorite. I mean, during the the summer is tough for me. Yeah, because there's no Survivor, and I'll say this: like it's. I'm
1: not going to switch to Big Brother.
0: Oh no, Uh, we watch The Amazing Race as well. Yeah, and I love that show as well. But at the same, but I feel like I enjoy the strategy and the social part uh, of survivor. And so I think I would, for a while, I think I probably would have said, I like amazing race more, uh, that has gone away. Um, I think it's very much survivor for me now, but, um, and that's the thing is I've, I've hit a lot of people who had the attitude that I had 15 years ago. The first thing they often say is that, Oh, is that still on? But then they'll just, but then, you know, I hang out with movie people and movie people only in the last 10 years have they stopped looking down on television in general. Um, maybe in the last 15 years, but, um, but then also they still look down on reality TV because they think of Kardashians. Right. But reality TV is different than reality competition TV. I think competition TV is, is infinitely more interesting and has a lot more potential. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, I still run across people who will kind of make fun of me for how much I love survivor. And some of it is uh, to me, it's just like some of these characters are just as dynamic, if not more so than any movie character. Yeah. But then also just the, the the role that it plays in our lives, like it's a guarantee, like I'm going to be hanging out with you. We're going to be eating food. That's probably not good for us. And then uh, we'll be talking about the show uh, as it's going on, talking about like, Oh, they shouldn't have done that. You know, it's just, it's, it's, a lot of fun and now we're incorporating the podcast into it which is going to be i don't know i I, it's going to change the dynamic i think a little bit yeah um but yeah so uh i think we'll go ahead and and end there is there anything else that you can think of uh that i haven't that that we haven't talked about yet
1: no i think that's a pretty good intro to us and and why we're doing the show now
0: so next week, uh, because the show itself doesn't start for a while, but we, want, we wanted to give you guys sort of an introduction to us and the way we think about the show. Next week, we will be talking about uh, our favorite players uh, in the history of the show. And admittedly, this is where the fact that there are a couple seasons that we haven't seen, this is where it comes into play because a little, you know, I'm sure there, there are players from those seasons that are amazing and that because we haven't seen them, you know, uh, we're overlooking them. And so I do apologize if anybody gets upset about that, but that's just the way it goes. Um, so yeah, uh, this, let's see, this will be posting on, I think the first or second, I don't remember exactly, but, um, but yeah, so just look for the next episode a week from today. And,
1: uh, yeah, on the second
0: on, oh, okay. What? This will be posting on the second. Yeah. Okay. So look for the next one on the ninth. Yep. And, uh, If you want to email me your feedback, suggestions, or perhaps some encouragement, because this is a very new thing. This is a very new thing for Jen. Uh, First full episode. First full episode. And then this is a strange thing for me as well, because A, I haven't started a new podcast in a while. And B, I certainly have not started one with my wife. And uh, and I feel like I'm out of my depth a little bit, Mm -hmm. because I can talk about Survivor a lot, but I can't speak about it with the amount of authority that I can talk about movies. Yeah. And so, so yeah, we're both kind of uh, treading some, some new water here and so uh, any comments that you have, positive or negative, but let's focus on positive, you can email me tyler at battleshippretension.com or you can leave a, uh, a comment in the post. Go to Uh We are a function of that. We don't necessarily have our own website, at least not yet. Maybe we will sometime in the future, but I don't think so. Um So yeah, you can go and and find this post on there and leave a comment there. Uh, Otherwise, I think that's about it. Uh, So I forget. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, we have a sign-off line. Oh, shoot. Oh, no.
1: I got nothing for you. Head back to camp.
0: Oh, yes, indeed.